Coming up next, the bookening talks about what it's going to do tomorrow. And after that, hey, everybody, welcome to the bookening. We're not actually doing a full episode this week. Let me just rip that Band-Aid off right away. Ouch, Nathan, that hurt. Yeah, I I did not mean that metaphorically. I meant I was going to rip a Band-Aid off of Brandon. A big one. It was like a full body Band-Aid. I'm now hairless. Yeah. (laughs) I took it it pretty well, actually. Yeah, no, I I think... (laughs) Jake is in the other room right now reading some spooky stories for Halloween. Beginning today, right, Brennan? Uh, we're going to do a weird thing where we're going to do two minisodes a week. We are. For this week, next week, and the next week. So we can talk about a total of five scary Halloween stories. Plus, if you factor in this intro, it'll be a total of six minisodes. New minisodes each Tuesday and then on the regular Wednesday, starting today, if that makes sense. I hope all this makes sense. So you're going to get this intro today. Then you're going to get a discussion of a story tomorrow, a short story. And then a discussion of another story next Tuesday. Then a discussion of another story next Wednesday. And so on Tuesdays and Wednesdays until the end of October. Now, we thought we'd announce them, though, ahead of time so that you could read along if you wanted to. We we are going to do that. (laughs) That's that's what we're doing right now. (laughs) That's why we're here. That's why we're here. So get out a pen and paper. Mm-hmm. Prepare to write with that pencil pen. if you want. Now let's just to provide a little context. Last year, there's a marker and a whiteboard. You could do a marker and a whiteboard if you want. You could write it in the sand outside your house. You could write it on your flesh. It's Halloween. You could carve it into your flesh, or you could carve it into a pumpkin. I recommend against the latter or the former. <laughs> I guess <laughs> definitely yeah. don't carve it into if a. If anybody carves it into a pumpkin, send it to us, and we will post it. On all our social media platforms. Yeah, if anybody wants to make any fun Halloween-related art for the bookening. If you do our faces in a pumpkin. You, you can do our faces in a pumpkin. Be awesome. And what Brandon means by that is come to our house, sneak in, carve off our faces, and stuff them into a pumpkin. <laughs> that's not what I mean. No, that's not what you meant? <laughs> no, of course it is. Okay, well, I, I, yeah, I always go for the most obvious meaning when somebody yeah. says something. Yeah. It's my principle of, of rhetoric. That is definitely what I meant. So looking forward to that. Yeah, well, okay, so last year, and, and by the way, folks, I'm not doing any Halloween puns this. Halloween season. This go around. Yeah, no, you're not. <clears throat> I just thought of something too, Nathan. If somebody does that, they come to our house. Mm-hmm. Like at a podcast, we're faceless, and then we'll literally also be faceless. Because on a podcast, we're figuratively faceless because they can't see us. Mm-hmm. And now our figurative lives will meet with our physical lives in a true essence of horror. Yeah, let's make this happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Metaphors should always be literalized. I think so, whenever yeah. Whenever possible. That yep. is. That's why I have been um, campaigning to get NASA to send up rosy red fingers to the sun. Mm-hmm. So that every time it lifts up over the horizon every morning. We'll see the rosy red fingers of dawn, and it will be literal rosy red fingers. That's why I have been desperately buying up wine and dumping it into the sea yep. so that it'll be the wine dark sea. Like literal. Old, like old Homer talks about, because I'm like, <laughs> actually, Homer, old homeboy, the sea, it ain't that wine dark. It's usually yeah. kind of a pale blue color, a waterish color, if you will. But I want to see this wine dark sea. So I dump whole boxes, whole cases of wine. All of his extra earnings go into this project. And still, the sea remains not wine-colored. It's probably because it's going to take a lot of wine. But the fish in the the area where you do this generally report a much happier life. 
Yeah. For, for a little while, at least. Yeah. <laughs> so, so anyways. But I don't know. It feels like maybe a fool's errand. Like it takes, it's going to take a lot of wine. But folks, if you're out there, if you have wine and you want to dump it into the sea, let's, let's do it. Do it for Homer. Hashtag do it for Homer. Do it for Homer. <laughs> Send us a picture of you doing it. Send us a picture of you dumping wine into the sea. Uh, we're all about literi- l- literalizing metaphors on the we are the literalizing metaphor society Mm -hmm. the lms not the halloween puns uh society folks nope we're gonna do five days of episodes which is why you're getting kind of a short shrift this time and notice i didn't say shroud shrift or anything like that not that that would be a good halloween pun that would have been awful but but it wouldn't be the first (laughs) maybe like the second i mean maybe (laughs) i made up one or two bad halloween puns in my time you're Um, generally pretty great yeah at those sorts of things. So, oh, what was I talking about? Oh, last year, you guys made no end of fun of my stories. Yeah, we thought that they were pretty ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and I chose some of the classics of the genre. And time has improved my opinion of one or two of them. I'm really, I've done the red mask with students now multiple you, times. By the red mask, I assume you mean... Mask of the Red Death. Oh yeah, Mask of the Red Death. That's what I meant. <laughs> Time has really reproved your, your <laughs> not <love> my memory. <laughs> the Mask of the Red Death. Yeah, I, and I kind of appreciate that story now. It's a fun story. It is for a fun story. High schoolers, and, and of course, uh, I think we all loved the Willows even at the time. The Willows was great, and then the other one about the Shredni Vashtar. Yeah, I was I was going to say that other one, but that's uh, it's not Ricky Ticky Tavi. No, <laughs> <laughs> old Shredni Vashtars. <laughs> a, a little, little bit, bit. Yeah, different than Ricky. Different Tavi. personnel. A little bit. Yeah. It's like Ricky Ticky Tavi with a dog side. That'd be a great like extended universe, though. I'd, I'd, I would love to watch the showdown between Tavi and Vashter. Tavi versus Vashtar. Dawn of Justice. I'd we watch have it. the same mother, <laughs> Vashtar. Yeah, Shredney Vashtar, I feel like, once it's it's a nice sort of, uh, what's the word? Reference point or something. You know, it's just like, yeah. it's a fun thing to have in your mind and to bring up occasionally. For whatever reason but the hp lovecraft didn't get any love last year his um and i miscalculated i should have gone with something from the cthulhu mythos but instead i did that stupid story about unhappy as he who sits in the dank moldy halls of his ancestors <laughs> with lots of books <laughs> there were lots of books on yeah. those walls that was cool yeah and he crawls up, and it turns out he's been in a grave the whole time. Ooh, a grave with books in it. Yeah. It's like some dank, weird underground castle. Yeah. Anyway, you guys didn't care for that one. And what was the other one we did last year? Uh... Oh, I, you know, I wish I'd defended this a little bit more, because you guys were pretty hard on it. Which one? Uh, Hawthorne. The oh, yeah, Young Goodman Brown. Young Goodman Brown. I mean, it's a classic of high school reading. Were we hard on it? Yeah, I think we were a little hard on you guys were like, ooh, the world's really a crappy place. Nice insight, Hawthorne. Yeah, we were hard on his insight. The yeah. story itself is fine. Yeah, it's a good spooky yeah. story and Sounds like I was just putting on a show last year. I don't think that hard about any of these stories except the uh the one about the man in the cave. That was just bad. Uh the Lovecraft, yeah. Yeah. That was pretty bad. That was from Lovecraft's period where he was really overwriting. He was always a little purple, but he was deep, dark purple. But even then, it was, I mean, it's still fun in its own way. Yeah. Yeah. 
But it's pulpy and not the great, the best. Anyway, you guys were like, oh, these stories are stupid. None of them. I, I, we've just proved that this is an entirely false characterization. But I'm going to stick with it anyway. Yep. You guys were like, oh, these stories are stupid. And so are you, Nathan. Thanks for choosing such lame, unscary stories, loser. Yeah, that's definitely how I felt mm-hmm. and still feel right now. Yeah. So I decided to, because, well, so last year, think about it. Hawthorne, Poe. Algernon Blackwood's *The Willows* is a much anthologized, much loved classic. Whether you whether you whether you knew Blackwood before that or not, he's you know that is a classic. One of, that is one of ten stories that are just like part of the canon. I think of supernatural literature. You know, *Monkey's Paw*, one or two. Pick your favorite pose, and then *The Willows* is right up there. *The Willows* is a great story. So I have no shame about doing that. But my point is, I was trying to hit the classics some hawthorne some poe some you know we might we didn't do washington irving but we could have this year i am not doing that at all because those guys were like classics are stupid that's what we think what did poe and lovecraft know about writing scary stories i hate the classics the willows more like the the sillows the sillows that's what they said i don't know what it meant but yeah i guess sill like as in silly yeah. Yeah. The Cilios. Yeah. Yeah. More like the Cheerios. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Cheerios. Cheerio. Cheerio. Um, so this year I decided to simply choose stories not based on their status as I'd say these are all classic stories, but I wasn't trying to hit any of the big names. Well, except for one exception. I was just trying to pick stories that I thought were good and were resonant and were sp- actually scary or moving or interesting in and of themselves like i was going for quality over uh what's the word for like heritage or like nobody's gonna be scared by a young goodman brown no just like you're not gonna really be scared by sleepy hollow yeah exactly but that's meant to be a little bit funny too right yeah i think yeah washington irving just definitely had a cheek a a cheek and tongue. A cheek and tongue. Yeah. yeah. He liked to keep his cheek in his tongue. Yeah. It's creepy. It's creepy. Yeah. Like those rats that eat through your cheek and yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't like rats that eat through your cheek. I would have given up Julia too for that. Oh yeah. Easy. I mean, I would have given up Julia anyway, cause Julia sucks. Yeah, she does. Um, not an interesting heroine at all, but, but we'll go. to be fair, neither was Winston Smith. No, I suppose that's part of the point, but I didn't like the point. Yeah. But uh, we've already talked about this. Wait, have we already talked about it when this comes out? Maybe not. No, we haven't already talked about this. We're going to talk about it. And actually, we haven't already talked about it in real life. Brandon was trying to think ahead. Yeah. But So therefore, I lied and didn't need to. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take that back. Yeah. Maybe I'll edit it out. Uh, Make you look smarter. You won't. <laughs> I do edit things out to make us all look smarter, but not that one because it's fun to leave it in. So anyway, I decided not to go for, uh, what is what is the word I want for when something is part of the canon or um, classic or... Anyway, I decided not to bring those things into consideration. I decided to choose some lesser known authors, some lesser known stories, at least less, very well known, very frequently anthologized stories within the weird fiction community and to fans of such things, but stuff that maybe Brandon and Jake wouldn't have necessarily heard of, but stuff that I thought that they might actually enjoy more. And Brandon, you have actually read these stories at this point. Would you say that I did a better job of picking stories that were at least interesting? Yes. 
Yeah, these were definitely better. Okay, well. People will like them. Yes, let me go ahead and announce them so that people can read them in preparation. So first of all, we are going to do just a a nod towards the greats, towards the classics. We're going to do The Telltale Heart by Poe. Jake and Brandon were both pretty like, what is this? Brandon has since come around on the Mask of Red Death, but you guys definitely, I don't think either one of you had read it before, and you didn't really seem to consider it to be one of like Poe's best iconic or best stories. I would still argue that it is one of his iconic and best stories, but certainly it's iconic, but I think it's one of his best. But we decided to go with a more mainstream Poe this year, The Telltale Heart, arguably the most and this is only anecdotal but it seems like in my life i've seen this one most frequently anthologized and perhaps the most beloved this or the cask of <laughs> amontillado or maybe the fall of the house of usher or the pit and the pendulum i mean okay poe wrote some popular stories but the telltale hearts right up there at the top and one of the first really scary stories that i read and so we're going to read that uh next we will be reading a story a very short story by gene wolf called the packer house method it's a strange story people should be excited about this one right brandon oh they should there should be something about it well it's an interesting story i mean it's short it has that going for it <laughs> oh boy <laughs> uh the packer house gene wolf is the person that ursula Le Guin says is our melville she says he is the melville of science fiction fantasy and horror writers you wouldn't know it from reading this story, I don't think. Or maybe you would. I don't know. He's a very interesting, very intricate writer. And someone... He's a Catholic. He's a Catholic. He's a, he was an industrial engineer. Anyway, we'll talk about more about him. But the fact is, he came up with these really intricate, elaborate, interesting scenarios. And this story has a little bit of that flavor. And I think people will enjoy it. Uh, then we're going to do The Girl with the Hungry Eyes. The Girl with Hungry Eyes by Fritz Lieber. Lieber, of course, invented the term sword and sorcery and invented, basically helped invent the sword and sorcery genre. Pretty famous. I didn't know that. Mid-century horror and fantasy guy. Yeah. The Girl with Hungry Eyes, one of his best stories. So Not a sword and sorcery story. Not a sword and sorcery. No, no, neither swords. Arguably, maybe some sorcery, but uh, definitely no swords. Uh, then we are going to do probably the two, the two that I'm most excited to talk about. We're going to do a, a Patricia Highsmith story. Patricia Highsmith, I think somebody, Graham Greene called her the queen of unease or something like that. She is a very peculiar, cold, creepy <laughs> woman. Most famous for writing the stories that the movies yeah. that you've heard of probably are seeing. The Talented Mr. Ripley and Strangers on a Train are both based on yeah. Highsmith works. Yeah, I mean, this story is not going to be horror in the sense that most people think horror. No, but in terms of creating an uneasy mood and sustaining it and hitting people with a nice little gut punch, this is something. But yeah, Patricia Highsmith doesn't do straight up supernatural stuff, generally speaking. Uh, Then we're going to do something that I guarantee most people haven't heard of called Singing My Sister Down. This is a very frequently anthologized, much-loved weird fiction story of the last 20 years by a Australian author. I believe she's Australian card called Margot Lanigan. We're going to do that just because it's a good example of the more innovative, weird, creepy, weird fiction. Something that's not quite, it's not supernatural fiction in the sense of spooks and goblins. It's also not 
suspense murder fiction like a more your patricia highsmith it's it's just weird and kind of sad and packs a real punch so yes those are the stories i think you can find them all online if you're the kind of person that knows how to find these things online uh anything else they need to know brandon i don't think so all right well happy halloween happy screamy reading folks We'll be back tomorrow with the first of our minisodes on Telltale Heart, and then we'll be joining you Tuesdays and Wednesdays for the rest of October, each time with another story, in case that wasn't clear earlier. Ooh, spooky. Stories. Gories. Nope. Not going to do any Halloween puns. That's the Nathan Scarantee. Scarantee.